Hey, brother, life is short. And the real world, well, yeah, it's basically horrible. So why not distract your brain with another podcast, specifically Plumbing the Death Star? It's a dumb podcast where me and Joel Zamet and our beautiful friend Joel Dusha ask dumb pop culture questions like, hey, how would you explain to your dad that you fucked the pie in American Pie? Or what the hell is going on in the Cars universe? Just give it a listen. I reckon you'll like it, or at the very least, it will provide you with a momentary distraction, and that's basically the same thing. So if you want to chuck another pot in the pile, head to wherever you get your podcast, whether that's you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is, search for Plumbing the Death Star. I know it sounds like it's going to be a Star Wars podcast, and we do talk about Star Wars occasionally, but it's, we just do anything. Any question about any... We did a fucking episode on Encino Man recently, so... Once again, search for Plumbing the Death Star wherever you get your podcasts and start listening to them. Okay. <clears throat> One, two... And I just opened the door. <laughs> I've put my gun away, so I've got a hand holding the door and my other hand is empty. Beautiful. Well, you've I know you've had a chance to explain the way you look to each other before, but this is a good opportunity to give a really good detailed explanation. As the two of you are facing each other, I assume, unless Adam's ducked out of the way at the last <laughs> second, but as the two of you face each other in the uh, upstairs hallway of the Chartres. I am looking at Mikhail's nipples. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Well, aren't you enormous? You are the largest man I have ever seen in my life. Jesus, what do they feed you in that country? I want to throw up into the air and at you the bug that I found in my room. Well, one of the two <laughs> bugs that I found in my room. Not very clever, cowboy. Huh. That is very embarrassing. Looks exactly like one of mine. Anyway, uh, you must be Mikhail. I am Icarus. My mom named me that because she had aspirations for me, but I don't think she read the rest of the story. <laughs> wow, beautiful. I am Mikhail. Yes. Are you... What? How many eggs? <laughs> the lady from the inn is standing at the end of the hallway holding a plate of eggs for you, Icarus. Amori! I quickly, as soon as I spot her, I stand so that she can't see. I've still got my pistol behind my back. <laughs> She very tentatively walks down the hallway and hands the plate of eggs over to you. You can leave the um, plate out the front of your room and I will collect it when you are done. <clears throat> she turns around and scurries back downstairs. Thank you very much, Amori. Uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> merci beaucoup. Well, are you going to stand in the doorway like a ginormous colossus of a man or are you going to bend that body in half and come inside? I am taken aback at this. I probably look a bit <laughs> shocked. I, I thought we were about to nix this mission. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've just walked back into the room to eat the eggs. I'm very confident that you're not going to kill me. <laughs> Or, I seem very confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to I start. step in. Is Icarus looking at me right now? No, I'm, I'm walking over to the one chair in the room with my egg. Hi, I'm going to make the best out of this situation. I'm going to hide one of my bugs in your lampshade. <laughs> okay. You, uh, Icarus, hear the telltale sound of uh, something being put somewhere. 
I, you don't have to react to no, it. No, no, no. I, I ignore it. I wander over. I turn around to eat my... In, sit down in the chair and turn around as though nothing has happened. Yeah. All right, big guy. What have you got? My, I put my pistol away now because it was still <laughs> in my fucking hand. Am I to assume that you have replaced my contact here? I hadn't put that together. I thought we were just being lied to. You both would have the phone number of the longhouse. So in a situation like this, you do have the option to call the same number that called you and try and figure out what's going on here, whether you whether that's something you want to do or not. How about we play a game? I'll tell you why I'm here, and you can tell me why you're here, and I will assume they are the same thing, and that will tidy the whole mess up. But the longhouse called you? I say nothing. <laughs> hey, Jackson, can I tell yeah. if the Longhouse has called him? You're not sure. You're, you're, it's unclear. Actually, I think at the word Longhouse, actually, to be honest, I might, like, soften a bit, and I turn around, close the door behind me, and say, you also work for the Longhouse? I have been known to do some consulting for them. From time to time, in between other pursuits, I do have to ask, was that you in Hungary? <laughs> if it was me in Hungary, you either would know about it or you would not know about Hungary at all. Oh, <laughs> tell you what, I, I love that Russian get up and go. <laughs> we should call the longhouse to iron out this issue. Who were you supposed to meet, if anyone? Some French folklorist, uh, Stephen Fibularis. <laughs> I don't think that's his name, though. They did. Do you give, have a name? They did give me a different name. I look at my hand. <laughs> look at like the arm of my hand. Uh, it is not important. I <laughs> wipe it on my leg. Okay. May I present a third hypothesis to you? Go on. We have been lured here on purpose by maybe not the Longhouse. So maybe we should keep our wits about us, big guy. You think the CIA means to kill us both? No, I don't think the CIA <laughs> would try to kill me. Uh, they don't really do that sort of thing. Maybe it's the KGB who's called us both here. I seem affronted at the very idea. <laughs> I am loyal. Be a suggestion. I am loyal, honor-bound member of the KGB. They would not consider it in a million years. Yes, I'm sure that thought has never crossed the Kremlin's mind. We will call the Longhouse to discover the source of this issue. All right, let me finish my eggs. <laughs> it's great because there's only one chair in the room, mm. so I assume you're sitting at the chair and Mikhail just has to stand. <laughs> Tell me, big guy, what was your first uh, experience with the uh, the Longhouse? With the supernatural or with the Longhouse as an agent? Oh, we'll start with Entree before we get to main course. <laughs> well, it was, wait a minute, nice try, you first. Okay then, but uh, I'm eating eggs, so this will take longer. <laughs> Perhaps the person who has the gun should decide who goes first. Fair. Have you taken it out? I haven't taken it out. I maybe just pat where it is, or in like a pocket. I will not shoot you, but this is just, just for my own enjoyment. On the count of three, and I'm putting the eggs down on the floor. On the count of three, we are both going to draw 
and see who's fastest. I'm not going to shoot. I just want to see. Very well. All right. You place the eggs down on the ground with the dust motes in the room illuminated by the small window. You can hear maybe outside like the tweeting of a bird and the, the like a fresh warm breeze coming through. You both draw. Draw, cowboy. <laughs> Icarus, your gun is out in a flash, which is such a shock. Mikhail had his weapon on his person, prepared, ready for this, and you were in the process of putting eggs on the floor. <laughs> Somehow, still, your weapon is out first. Though it is a close, close thing. I wink. Blow on Achilles. Little kiss. Little... <laughs> All right, so... Uh... What'd you do to join the longhouse? As like a petty form of revenge, I sit on your luggage as I tell the story. (laughs) My first experience with the longhouse was in 59. I was on a Air France flight out of Paris. We were supposed to touch down in Moscow, but there was engine troubles. The plane crashed and... I saw time slow down, manipulate, change. And in that moment, I saw death himself consider and then pass me over. Wow. So what you're saying is you are the luckiest son of a bitch alive. In the manner of speaking, yes. And from there, obviously, the longhouse reached out to you, etc., etc. They were there almost immediately. Hmm. Incredible. Well, mine's a little bit earlier, 56. I'm from a small town in America. Uh, you know, not not really a, a big kind of crazy town. We grew up with our mother, God rest her soul, or Satan, whichever one got to her first. <laughs> she was a fascinating woman. She is the sole reason that I can speak German, because she wasn't convinced that they weren't going to win the war. <laughs> and she wanted us to be prepared just in case. Now, you may ask, why not learn Japanese? She was also incredibly racist. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm in town in 1956. I'm freshly into the CIA Academy, and I stumbled across a group, uh, some court of strange religious fanatical group who were deliberately putting demons into teenage boys. That is where I met a very good friend of mine, Father Ford, who introduced me to Longhouse, and I've been doing a bit of odd jobs ever since. So, we'll get to the the main course later about our first experience with the supernatural, because I think you've got more in you than uh, my plane crashed and death said, not today, Josephine. <laughs> Uh, Radio, so is one of you going to go make a phone call now that your uh, formalities are out of the way? I will make the phone call, I say, standing up. <laughs> I'll come out and join you. I'll just tidy these eggs up first. Finish your eggs, cowboy. I will be there when you're done. I uh, search the room for bugs the minute Mikhail leaves. <laughs> you overheard where he placed the bugs, so it's not hard for you to... Maybe literally the moment the door swings closed <laughs> behind you, you reach up onto the kind of like the... the um, what do you call like the outline a door has? You know, like the awning of a door. What do you call Door that? jam. The door, yeah, the door jam. You just take the bug off there. It was not hard to find. You, Mikhail, descend the stairs into the uh, sort of central area of the Chartreuse. Once again, you can see that phone, almost an antique, sitting in the corner of the inn. Is there a lot of people around? I- anyone around? Nobody else. It's just, it's honestly, to be honest, just you at this point. Even Amori at this point is probably somewhere else. Uh, right before I make the phone call, I put a bug in the phone. All right. That's, that's what are you going to get? You're going to get rural farmers. Talk, it's the only phone down. in the building. 
That's true. If uh, Icarus makes a call, he's might he might be making it from this phone. <laughs> you punch in the number for the longhouse, and you can hear of there's like a long, like maybe a minute of connections being made. You think to communicate with the longhouse, there you're going through some clandestine channels, but eventually the phone picks up, and the same woman that you spoke to in London or in at King's Cross Station uh, answers. Longhouse. Where are you calling from? This is Mikhail calling from the Chartreuse in Nanterre. Understood. Is everything okay? No. We have a mix-up. I have been issued the wrong sidekick. You should be there with... You can hear like a shuffling of papers. Daniel Fibodeau. Daniel is not here. I am speaking with Icarus Fortune. She makes a noise, a, a kind of like, like a shocked noise, like a, uh, like she's realized that a mistake's been made. Then you can hear the sound of like, you know, when somebody's put their hand over the receiver to, yeah. and she barks something at someone else, wherever she is. Who set the Russian spy with the American spy? Whose great idea was that? <laughs> Who's in charge of not there? You can't quite make out what they're saying, but somebody's saying something in the background. That's not good enough. I- I am so sorry. Um, That's on us. I assume that you're still happy to investigate the missing children? You've not killed him, have you? Not yet, I say. Is there anyone else in the area who might be able to substitute for one of us? Well... We've got to track down Danielle, so give us some time uh, and we can call you back at this number, yes? Yes. We will look into what we can until then. We'll try to figure out what went wrong here. Once again, our apologies. I'm imagining it's one of those old-timey telephones where you've got, like, the part that you hold... Yes, your, yeah, your you're, the, you're holding yeah. a bit. That's, when yes. I say it's an antique, I mean, like, yeah, you're holding one to your mouth and one to your ear. Yeah. I wonder rules. if a bug would even fit in that. <laughs> you might have made, like, a kind of hack job of it, but it's... Yeah. Sure, I hang up. Probably as you hang up, you hear her being like, But then where's Danielle? <laughs> it, it uh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stephen (laughs) Fibberosi. Where'd they send you? Oh, no. I've arrived. I've finished my eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bringing the plate down with me. Oh, I'm perfect. Kind gentleman. like that. I've also changed the outfits. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. I'm in like a nice light summer suit and boater hat. <laughs> <laughs> did you, while you were eating your eggs, did you, because I know you were doing it beforehand, did you go over the information packet? Yes, I read the rest of the information packet. Immediately upon like opening it, you would realize that the longhouse doesn't have a great deal of information about what's happening here. It seems like they don't have enough to go on as of yet. So in this information packet, you learn the names of the children. Would you like me to read them out to you? You could. Yes, please. So six-year-old Toby Roden, seven-year-old Anita Dubost, nine-year-old Jordan Batier, and 12-year-old Sabrina Repace. When were they all kidnapped? Within the last two weeks. 
Okay. They've all disappeared. The addresses are there as well. Coming into the town, um, was there missing children posters or anything that, that I would have noticed? Nothing you saw on your way in, but you weren't really searching for them necessarily. And no one on the bus mentioned anything? No. As you would have come in as well, sorry, you would have seen there's a there's a really large river that runs uh, close to this place as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Additionally, the information packet would describe to you or explain that given that the children are going missing every 30 years, that indicates to the longhouse that it's either possibly a ritual that's being performed or something that has just lives a long time. Yep. But they're like, we just don't have enough information quite yet to know what it is. They also indicate to you that there's no folklore specific to the area that they think is relevant to this. That's something the, the Longhouse will often check out. And if you're going to a town, they'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, this in this particular area, there's the folk story of the, the ghouly gooby man. And he <laughs> comes every, you know, oh, every 10 years to eat little boys who don't eat their vegetables. And the Longhouse will be like, hey, probably check this out. He's this, probably real. Uh... It's probably the ghouly gooby man. Okay, end of the day. But they, they do indicate to you, and there'll be, there'll be a section that's like precautions, I guess. And they, they would be like, look, religious iconography, fire and cold iron are often pretty good bets for most things you're going to encounter. Yep. So that's kind of all that would be in the information packet. And there would be suggestions like, you know, chat to the locals. But other than that, there wouldn't be much. Is Amori back? Probably if after you, if you like hang out there for a little bit, she'd hear the commotion in the front of the, the chartreuse. And so she would return from out the back. I've come down and filled mm-hmm. Mikhail in on what I've read in the information pack, because I assume he has not read the information pack, because I'm not entirely Doesn't sure if chance. he can read. He's too big. <laughs> yeah, it's too big to read. I know. And I assume he fills me in on the phone call, but also maybe probably not. <laughs> I assume we're like sitting at a table alone here. And as you're giving me the information from the information pack, I want to imagine I'm just sitting there with my arms folded, staring at you like I wish I had my gun in my hands. <laughs> I'm aware. Very aware. And then I would tell you about the phone call, yeah. Well, lucky us, I guess. Amori returns from out the back and you, she makes a little like a noise of surprise. Oh, thank you very much for returning your plate of eggs. I hope you enjoyed them. Oh, that is my absolute pleasure. They were cooked to perfection, Amori. Just purely wonderful. I fire off another wink. She takes them out the back and then she returns behind the counter. Say, can I ask you a question? Of course. So my friend and I, colleagues, obviously tourists this one, uh, I'm familiar with France and traveling around and doing all sorts of things, but he's a bit of a a galoot who never gets out of anywhere, really. I mean, look at the way he's dressed. (laughs) So I was just wondering, is is there some kind of fun tourist attraction we could take people to him to just to show him around the town? What about farming? Are you big on farming? What's your big crop here in town? Many farms around the town. Yes, it is a farming town. We farm wheat primarily. Um, Other than that, that's not... A lot. It is quite a small town. It, it is shocking to me, I suppose, a little bit, if you'll forgive me, that anyone would come here as a tourist. I assumed you were traveling through to go somewhere else. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're heading through to um, Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. There is not much else in the town to see. It is quiet. Uh, the wheat thing. How, how's that go for you guys? I mean, I'm I'm from a small town in America. There were farms there. We'd have good years and bad years. Are you? Is it just like bang, constantly fantastic here? Because those wheat fields out there um, looked mighty impressive. My father always talks about in 1903 there was a uh, a winter came through and we could not grow anything then. But otherwise, we do okay. Yeah. You never had another winter like that? It was just a lucky little one We have had bad winters, but that was a particularly bad one, yeah. 
Okay. Yes, I'm sorry that there's not more I can help you with. No, that's all right. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, she says. Uh, can I get either of you a drink? I put my hand up. <laughs> okay, what can I get you? What do you have for vodka? She rummages around at the back of the, the inn. You think that vodka is not often requested, and she pulls out a bottle, maybe dusts it off a little bit. The label maybe even is a little bit uh, uh, torn and mm. hard to tell specifically what kind. Not many people, mostly they stick to beer, but uh, we do have some vodka here, if that is to your liking. Two. She gets her two little shot glasses, pours two little things of vodka, and pushes them forward on the, the bottle. Leave the bottle. And yes, then? She places the bottle down. You would assume, especially if you've been on longhouse contracts before, that a lot of this will be paid for by the longhouse. I was going to say stay. the cowboy's paying for it, but right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need to send the longhouse like an invoice, but it'll be taken care of. I give you one of the shots and I take the other one. Ura! I say, and I down my shot. Chin, chin. <laughs> I down mine. We should investigate the addresses of the missing children. Look for clues there. Perhaps there is something that has been missed, overlooked by police officers not searching for the occult. It would also behoove us to speak to the people. Perhaps you can do that, cowboy. You have a big mouth. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what child are you investigating first? So Toby Roden lives in a, a little farm outside of town. Mm-hmm. Anita Dubois is in a small suburban house on the town outskirts. Jordan Batier is in a, another uh, suburban house uh, near the river. And Sabrina Repas lives in a two-story flat in the centre of town, which is probably the closest to you currently. We'll go to that one. Yeah. Oh, was that the most recent one? Uh, that would have been the most recent one, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll go to that one then. How far is it? Do we need to drive? Uh, it's within walking... Uh. No, it is within walking distance. <laughs> so, I mean, I wish. I wish I could force you into your tiny car. But no, it's uh, you, could, you could get there in five minutes, yeah. Walking out, do I see the car? Probably, yeah. You'll probably park on the, on the street. Do I put two and two together? Well, the car probably wasn't here when you arrived, so yeah, I would assume so. I look at the car. I look at Mikhail. I squint. I look back at the car. We've got to come back to the hotel, so maybe it would behoove us, which I believe was your word, big guy, to maybe go further out and then come back in. Do you have means of transport? Do you not? No, I caught the bus in. I'm a man of the people. Yes, I have the vehicle here. Oh, that's... You You drive that. Yes. As a man of the people, I would assume you understand that a big flashy car is... Not good. Doesn't have to be flashy to be big. Okay, let's go to the two of you, Okay, the two of you squeeze into the tiny car. I, I don't know. You feels like you should be squished up against the window, uh, Icarus, as you drive out of town into the wheat fields and beyond to a... So it's, a, it's mostly wheat fields, but there are occasionally little, like... Um, very rural, almost like a kind of archaic kind of farm where it'll be like three cows, a couple of goats and some chickens in amongst these larger wheat fields, which you feel like are probably more of a, uh, like an industrial farm as opposed to kind of like a personal farm. Anyway, you arrive at Toby Roden's farm. You can see it's a small brick house with empty fields behind it in which you can see some cattle. The brick house is one story and has like a fence out the front and a kind of messy sort of lawn. 
a messy, probably a bit muddy, drying in the sun sort of lawn. Nobody is visible at this point. I've spent the entire drive trying to talk to Mikhail. (laughs) I grunt mostly. Otherwise, I give one-word answers where I can. We have any best friends. Yeah, I, I mean, evidently. We should speak to them first. Do we have any idea of a cover story? I've got a fabulous idea. I'm going to talk, and you are not. Uh, do you have any explanation? I just want to check. Do you have any explanation for why you are here? I, obviously, perhaps a bit strange for a tourist to come here. But yes, I could be going on to somewhere like Nice. You, on the other hand, a used car salesman, does not necessarily have a lot of reason to be here in regional France. I tell you what, I I feel like you're putting that on me because you got done over by a used car salesman who sold you a car for a mouse. <laughs> this rental is very economical. Oh, okay. The door to Toby Roden's house opens, and you see a large, balding man in a pair of overalls. Maybe he's got like a kind of wispy mustache. He looks in his maybe in his forties, late forties. He opens the door because you've been yelling at each other, and he's. Can I help you? Right before we turn to talk to him, I let go of the car door that I've been holding, and Icarus, you (laughs) notice that it is warped from me gripping (laughs) it tightly. As I see that, and a part of me panics, a small voice in the back of head is like, you can draw your gun faster than he can. (laughs) That's going to maybe keep you alive. You got that in your back pocket. It's not about drawing the gun faster, it's about (laughs) killing me faster than I can kill you. (laughs) Are you lost? He says. I don't think we are. Are you the owner of this farm? We? I laugh. I laugh very audibly next to him. He just walked out the front door. (laughs) What do you think, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. You may be able to tell, but I am certainly not from around here uh, due to my obnoxious accent that must be generally grating to your French ears. He nods. My humblest apologies to that, sir. I'm an investigative journalist. This is my photographer and assistant. I hold up my camera. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, as you, uh, sorry, as you tell your lie that you're an investigative journalist, you see the man. He like he he kind of steps back, maybe he puts his hand to his mouth, like he's thinking, trying to, to see whether he believes you. And then he looks behind you to Mikhail holding the camera up, and it's he's like, "That's what cinches it for." <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like, "I don't know." And then Mikhail holds the camera up, and he's like, "Well, he he's got a guy with a camera. <laughs> that makes sense to me." And you can see immediately, you got an exceptional success. So <laughs> you can see immediately all of the kind of like tenseness and the the sort of like standoffishness of this man completely melts away. And he seems just sad. He seems just no longer angry or kind of annoyed. He just seems a bit dejected. Oh, is this about Toby? Oui. Come inside, he says. He turns around and he walks into the farmhouse. I'll come in for the uh, interview, but if it's okay with you, my associate here, the photographer, is going to take some photos of the property for the piece. Would you like to have a look in Toby's room? Is that... Da. We'll do that too, but uh, he might just wander and take some photos around the house while we talk. Is that okay, sir? Of course. Sure. Just before you walk off to do that, Mikhail? Mm-hmm. Oh, put out your hand. I, I put out... I give you my hand. I put the bug in it that you put in my room. <laughs> I think you dropped this earlier. <laughs> Thank you for returning it.
Thanks for listening. If you can't wait to know what happens next, you can grab the complete campaign from our website, sanspantsradio.com, or stay ahead of the pack and get your stories early by signing up to Sanspants Plus today. Once again, that's sanspantsradio.com.